Hello, welcome to the BIM student. I'm your host Chetna Chahan. In our today's episode, we don't have a guest. Why? Because today is a revision episode. So just like every other good student, I'm here to revise and analyze my previous guests' discussions and what I learned out of them. Let's get started. Our first guest was Brent Maudi. Brent Maudi is a CTO at Turner Fletcher Architects and he's somebody I've worked very closely with. So I do understand his leadership style and the way he leads the BIM and the technology department of the company. My three important lessons from his talk are number one, leaders need to be BIM aware. Being technology savvy is completely optional. I don't think partners or project managers or corporate leaders have to be BIM savvy, right? The main thing is that they're aware. And then equally, you've got to make sure that they are not in the BIM don't care. So when they don't care, they have blinders on, you hear the, we've been doing this for a hundred years, why do I have to change? If they're aware, that's the most important thing because it can inform how they bid, what they're bidding on, the type of partnerships or consortiums that are being built around projects, even selection of consultants. So if you think, well, I'm going to BIM, but my structural or my MEP doesn't know BIM, well, think about that and think about the impact of that on a true integrated approach to design. Because if you step all the way back, architecture, structural and MEP, using buildings as an example, have to relate. Site civil, piping, utilities have to relate. They have to coordinate their designs or you have disasters. So if we can better coordination, great. They can go and start to price projects and try to win work based on those concepts in mind. Be aware of what BIM makes easier. Be aware of the value. But you don't have to be BIM savvy. You don't have to manipulate rather. So if you're somebody who's in leadership and wants to lead the digital transformation of your company, you don't have to be very savvy in the technology. You don't need to know every software out there that your company is going to use. But being BIM aware or being BIM or being technology aware is very helpful because that way you would know what to expect out of the technology to understand the the limitations and to understand what um, what what is, what the technology is capable of. If I talk about BIM, I could talk about all of the life cycle possibilities from planning straight through to operations. Wonderful. But you've got to cater the message to show the owners and leaders and partners that there's a value to be brought with what they're doing today. And then there's value adds that allow them to expand. And I benefited profusely by this in all the places that I've worked. The second takeaway that I have from his talk was how to get buy-in from your company on the technology you want to use. So now if you're somebody who is this person who wants to take on this technology adoption, you want to, you want to get a buy-in from senior management and leadership on a new technology, this is how you should approach. You should start learning, show somebody who could make a decision, the value that's added by that technology into the project, into the workflows, into the way we are working. And do not bog down the, the, the management and uh, business people 
with the technological babble. It is better to show them a visual or more so a practical solution to um, the most pressing problem that they have right now and it will be very easy for you to get a buy-in then. So my last and the most important takeaway from Brent's uh, interview was billability uh, of BIM on the projects. It's all about governing, refining and advancing the technologies to enhance the digital approach that can then weave and apply into all the projects. So their focus, I mentioned uh, content creation, we have a software developer, we have um, advanced BIM managers to lay the framework in place for what can be applied. But then equally, we do have project level charging. So if a project says we need a BXP, great, you need a BIM execution plan, all projects should have that. So we have a template that's been done in overhead that we then take to the project and we add the project specific that should be project charging. So as far as I understand, we have to be very, very careful on how are we going to track the technology and track the progress of technology adoption on a project? It is not necessary that you have to charge your client for the technology you're using. It is always important to know how the technology is going to affect the financial aspect of, of your projects. So it's fundamental to track the uh, number of hours or the cost of technology, but you have to be very, very careful when you're billing that to your client. Our next guest was Ian Trudeau. Ian Trudeau is a senior associate at Intuitive. The two important takeaways from my talk with him were, number one, when you're getting into industries, employers now are expecting you to be technology savvy, especially if you're going from um, a beginner to an intermediate position. We have done some training. Um, in a few cases where we had some people we needed to upskill in Revit, but for the most part, you know, we're able to find people okay. within industry. To so yeah, all you amazing people who want to get into a new role, who want to get all, all you subject matter experts who want to get into something better than what you're doing right now, brace yourself, learn the new skill and think of technology not as your foe, but as your friend. Another very, very important takeaway that I got from my interview with him was once you commit to a technology, never back out. You know, once it gets difficult, don't back out. <laughs> you just got to see it through. And if you know, you're struggling, find the help, reach out. Like I said, there's lots of resources out there. But commit and, and do it. There are going to be steep learning curves, frustrations, overwork, I mean, sweat, blood, there'll be, there'll be a lot of moments when you will think about giving up, but don't, because at the end, it's all worth it. Our next guest was Roddy Handa. Roddy is a lawyer architect at Holoblock. The two important takeaways that I have from my interview with him were... And I think the other thing that, that starts to happen in, in a true BIM environment, and it's something that's important to us, is everybody can make a profit and that's not a bad thing because if everybody eliminates some waste in the process, if everybody is able to uh, you know, generate more value for that owner but uh, do it with a lot less effort than maybe we were able to do in the past because we're all now leveraging the collective knowledge of the group than singular knowledge, 
then then we all can make a bit of money in in this profession architects cannot just save money but actually make more money by employing technology and use it to our benefit bim costs more is just a myth and making money is a good idea yes even for architects so if we are good with the technology that we use we can think about some major gains over there plus delivering a better value to our clients my second takeaway from this discussion was think of bim as a bidirectional process a process in which we don't have to look at our projects conventionally but like a database in which we are all contributing um, the information that we have this will not just help us architects to design better but also help everyone on the project leverage that information for a better project life cycle and the idea of digital project delivery is let's make every single aspect of design construction operations and maintenance digital let's take uh, tasks and uh, tasks and, and activities that we used to do more more you know in, in an analog format and let's make it digital in the sense of what we're trying to do with bim let's make that a database of information that everybody can contribute to let's make it a database of information that everybody can leverage and pull from uh, and then coincidentally it also is the the database of information that starts to inform your revit model maybe that data is bidirectional uh, these were my takeaways from our first three guests if you have something more to share please feel free to leave your comments in the youtube comment section if you're watching this on youtube or reach out to us at info@bimwise.com and share your thoughts uh, we would happily include your thoughts in our following episodes so thank you and watch out for next episode